0: Welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast, a production from Empowering Pumps and Equipment as the voice of the pump and related equipment industry. everyone and welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Matthews. I'm so excited to be here with you. Um, we are wrapping up the year with some really great speakers. Um, I'm excited today I get to get to know Mike a little bit better. He's with Druck. Uh, as you can see, we are officially branded. Uh, we've got the Empowering Pumps and Equipment. Um, if y'all haven't, check that out at empoweringpumps.com. There's tons of content there. Um, we like to share stories here of interesting people we meet, and today's no different. Uh, Mike, I'll let you jump on here and introduce
1: yourself. Hey guys, I'm Mike Panadossi. I am the uh, Druck uh, North America Service Leader here um, in uh, Berwick, Massachusetts.
0: Very cool. Very cool. And I have been there. Uh, I love working with Baker Hughes as a whole, but um, being able to see the facility and and really just work with your whole team has been amazing. So um, I am curious, though, every time I get to meet people, I'm just, you know, my question is, how did you get in the industry? And I have looked a little bit at your background, but what brought you into this industry?
1: You know, it's it's super interesting. So before this, I was in retail management for 14 years and, you know, I loved what I did every single day leading teams, um, you know, teamed anywhere from 20 to 150 uh, personnel. And I absolutely loved it. But, you know, uh, you know, had some life changes where I had two young children. I have a six year old and a two year old now. And I was working 78 hours a week. It was a lot. It was very demanding traveling to different stores and districts in the region. So I, I had a friend who, um, who actually worked here. On site, and he's like, "Hey, I think you'd be a great operations manager. Love to have you come down, check it out." And I just, I, I just fell in love. I fell in love. You know, I mean, the work is always here. What we do every day for the customer, uh, take care of the customer, take care of the team. Uh, But at the end of the day, it's the culture we have here and the people. And it was very easy to, to jump right in and learn a whole new industry, which I love.
0: Yeah, and you, you do have that background though, right? You went to school on the management side, information. Tell me why you picked that route.
1: Um. So honestly, I you know I wanted to really get a deeper understanding into business uh, management information systems, um, and really get a deep, uh, just understanding what we do as an industry. But but I realized it didn't have to be just retail management. I mean I mean I could apply this uh, the behaviors the skills that I've learned over the years working on different teams and different projects in any industry. Uh, And I chose this one. And at first, it was a culture shock. You know, I said to myself, well, what would I get myself into? Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the end of the day, you know, it's all about the people. It's about the customer. And that's what I love most. That's what keeps me here. It's what keeps me going every day.
0: Yeah, well, I have seen that from you. I absolutely uh, love kind of the posts that you do um, on LinkedIn, because you are um, talking about leadership, You're, you're showcasing your team. And I think that's so important. So um, what got you interested in that kind of leadership realm?
1: Uh, honestly, I, I I just, I love watching the team grow. I love seeing, you know, I have a lot of t- team members that come to me and say, you know, Mike, I'm I'm perfectly comfortable where I'm at right now. I don't want to grow with the company, yeah, but I love kind of spinning that a little bit. Like I like seeing them try new things, mm-hmm. uh, get into a new product line, get into a new uh, type of industry within the business. Uh, that's very important to me. And then I and then I have some team members who who really want to grow, want to be VP, want to be CEO. So so there's all different levels, but I love connecting with everyone and getting them and showing that showing them that they could be something that maybe they never thought they could be.
0: Yeah, uh, and that's and, so and true. Be. You know, and I think that the way that you do that, you create that trust, right? And um, I've actually experienced this um on my our, our team as well, right? Like everybody is not. Um, going to do the same task, is not going to be, you know, driven to do and perform the same ways, but you really have to get to know. But I do think it's our job to kind of push them just a little bit, to just encourage them to do something a little bit different, because that's what keeps us challenged and inspired. And, you know, sometimes it does get repetitive, our jobs, and to kind of do something new uh, or interesting or fun, um, you know, kind of, I won't even say like a side job, you know, within your company, right? It's like just a little extra project or something that can make all the difference.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We do a lot of stretch assignments too. So certain different categories, you know, we just added a new product line uh, for, for services here in drug and per Um And that's the portable calibrators and the team never thought we could do that. The team's like, Oh, it's never going to happen. It's, it's too much work. It's too this, but, but literally we just took, you know, baby steps got there and everyone was kind of in charge of, a certain step of that project and now look at it we're launching to all the customers in north america and the team's super excited so
0: Uh, i love that and and that's that's the thing getting your team excited like all together and like that buy-in it will continue to make that product launch successful and you know as it grows everyone will be excited about that because you got them to work together yeah Okay, so I'll ask, like, what is the challenge as a leader of a team Now you talked about? And it doesn't have to be right, you know, right here at this company, but just in general for leadership to get, you know, teams of that size together uh, on the same page. How do you how do you create that culture?
1: Um, so it takes I mean, a few different things. I mean, the biggest thing is the buy-in. So, you know, like you said before, like you need to get everyone on the same page and not everyone's going to have the same beliefs. Some may think we could do something. I mean, this project, some may think, hey, it's not possible. But what I like to do is get everyone on the same page. We meet every single day, uh, whether it's 5, 10, 15 minutes. And we talk about the previous day's results, weeks, month, uh, how the quarter's going. Uh, So those little information sessions every single day pile up into something big. And it it piles up into a bigger selling point of what we're trying to do. Uh, And then everyone has the buy-in. Um, and obviously the mutual respect, you know what I mean? So coming in from a different industry, everyone's like, oh, what's this guy, you know, have that I don't, um, he, you know, he was selling lipstick before someone said to me, and I'm like, well, that's interesting. So, so I took all this and, and kind of put it together and said, you know, we all come from different backgrounds. Most of the team didn't come from a pressure background uh, that drug offers the pressure services. So, so we all came here for a reason. We're here for a specific reason and that's take care of our customer and take care of each other. So get yeah, and the- I,
0: I do feel like I have to tell everyone that, that you were running the operations there at uh, Target, which is kind of an interesting. I mean, just um, that fun factor of like, okay, we know what that is, and we like the masses of that, and just kind of understanding how many people and products that is.
1: Oh yeah. So- So behind the scenes, everyone just thinks you walk into a target store and everything's just there on the shelf here, it happens. But deep down into the operations of everything, there's 150 to 200 people in in some stores running those day-to-day operations 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, So when you walk in, you know, from getting the product on the shelf um, to unloading the trucks to getting it under the floor, I mean, there's so many different teams involved. And if you don't have that collaboration and teamwork, um, that operation can break very, very easily. Uh, And that's super important, so.
0: Yes, okay. So I do want to tell a little bit uh, about DRUG and like what you're doing a little bit more for people who may not understand. Can you go into the new products a little bit and kind of just what it's used for and and just kind of educate us a little bit on that?
1: Of course, yeah. So the service center here, we've always done the PACE product line, uh, which is pressure controller uh, controllers. And we've also had the ADTS, the air data test sets. Mm -hmm. So those two products have always been in the site here. What we just um, are now incorporated here on site is portable calibrators. So a lot of our customers we'll send them in for service, um, and they go right to our UK facility. So now we're cutting that turnaround time down from six to eight weeks to now two to three weeks. Oh, wow. So our customers thrilled about that, that. We can get it repaired. Uh, we evaluate, repair, and calibrate all of those products here on site now, uh, which is super important. Um, and, and again, these products are used anywhere from automotive. Um, aerospace and manufacturing facilities around the world. So,
0: Very cool. So uh, we're talking a lot about service and the customer, which is so important. Um, mm-hmm. Today, it's a little bit different, right? I mean, we have gotten so connected, so digital, so right now. Um, and so that, that time difference is going to really be important to people. Yeah. Have you seen any additional items as far as like requests and service, um, you know, that, that um, we need to be focused on?
1: Yeah, so I think the biggest thing right now um, is honestly being able to do these portable calibrators uh, in Berwicker, um, doing that for a good six months, get the, cons- the customer comfortable, you know, coming here now in a faster turnaround time, which is going to lead to new products. So, you know, Druck has a bunch of NPIs that they're going to be releasing, which brings new product back in. And then when the service centers can service everything, it makes, it makes everyone's life so much easier.
0: Awesome. So we'll definitely uh, be looking out for that. New products are always exciting. And uh, I do have um, just, I'm so interested. I mean, um, anytime that I see um, a thought leader like yourself posting and and kind of looking at the silent sentence of the world um, and Simon Senate, I didn't say that correctly, but uh, basically he um, you know motivates us and really makes us think about that team culture and everything. Um, do you have any suggestions or other leaders that you follow uh, that you could share with us?
1: Yeah, so honestly, Simon Sinek is my number one. I uh, you know, went to go see him live in Boston and had the oh, opportunity fun. and had the opportunity to meet him a couple of years back before the pandemic, and it was such a it was such a great opportunity. He, I mean, just the way he can touch, he, just the way he touches people with his words. Um, you know, I can relate. He talks about you know finding your why, and that is so important. We wake up every day, um, you know, be like, what gets you out of bed every day? What makes you go to work? Uh, and for me, that's you know inspiring each and every individual that I work with, uh, whether it's you know a simple task for the day or sitting down with them and coming up with a whole development plan on how they can move around within the company. Um, super important. I you know I I love Simon. He's 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 great. I follow him. I read his books. Um, it, it's just so important. He talks about you know you know he, he compares it large to the military in some of his videos, and he talks about how you know we are. You know, a great culture in a building uh, treats everyone as brothers and sisters, not colleagues and co-workers. And that is so important. And that's what we kind of do here, the culture in Berwicker, is that, you know, we look out for each other um, and everyone has, has each other's backs um, to thick and thin. And that's super important for culture. And that's what drives the possibilities we're doing now. So.
0: Oh, I love it so much. And so, you know, all I can think of uh, is kind of that challenging world that you were in, um, kind of high travel and go, go, go and managing all of these people um, and being able to shift into this culture. That's really important. um, First of all, for industry, you'll hear me talk about that a lot. Just the equipment that we make and the service that we give is vital, right, to all of us and our comforts. And, um, you know, being able to Make that shift and be there for your family and then create this family of workers um, there. I mean, that people who are looking um, for jobs or looking for a change sounds like a great opportunity to work with you, Mike. Um, I do have a couple of little rapid fire questions that I saw yeah. Yeah. that um that you played jazz back in the day. Um yeah. you, is that still your favorite music? Um, just curious.
1: Yeah. So growing up, I played the piano. Okay. Uh, I absolutely loved it. I started at five years old. Um, I did private lessons all the way up until high school. And then I, I just, I, I I loved it. And then in high school, I joined the jazz band. I started the alto saxophone. Um, I started playing the alto sax and we traveled to New York every year to perform in different uh, in various competitions. So so being yeah. able to do the piano and the alto sax was a, a different combination, but it was fun. And I still keep up with it to this day. So
0: very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, I know you have told us about your leader, but do you have a favorite book that you would like to just let us know about?
1: A, a favorite book. It's kind of nerdy, but I, I, I do like the understanding uh, the A3 fundamentals um, uh, is a book. I, I can't recall who it's by, Okay. Um, but it's something that we did here to help get this out where we are today, you know, following the A3 uh, model. Um, and, and it's been very successful and it was a very good read. So
0: I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, okay. What is the best advice you have ever received?
1: The best advice I've ever received. I would say be who you are, be the natural person that you are and do what you believe is right all the time. Um,
0: I love it. it, I love it. Honestly, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to shift it just a little bit for you. And if there's kind of a young person coming into our industry, what advice would you give them?
1: What advice I would let them know, um, don't be afraid to fail. Um, and that's a very, uh, very important lesson. You know, I I see a lot of people, I mean, afraid to make a mistake, but, but it's okay. I tell my team, I want you to make mistakes because what we do with those mistakes and how we turn them around into positive and, and great results, that's super important. And that's a very important thing. I mean, don't be afraid to fail.
0: Yeah, that fear gets us, right? Um, I, we were just talking um, just the other day about taking fear and kind of flipping it, right? Like if you are kind of fearful about something, you're almost like celebrating that fact. That means you're growing, you're pushing yourself. And we want to be in that kind of um, constant growth model, right? Improving mm-hmm. all of the time. And yeah, can't do Someone that without-
1: you also, I mean, to a, I mean, someone who makes mistakes, is always someone who's at least trying. Yes. and that's uh, I, I love to see, you know, especially anyone coming in the industry, please, I want you to I want you to make mistakes. I want you to see that. And that's OK.
0: Awesome. OK, well, I'll give you the last word here, Mike. Uh, anything that you want to leave our audience with?
1: Uh, no, I, I just I, I think it's, you know, super important. You know, if you're going into leadership or you or you have any, you know, need any support or anything like that, you know. It is a it's a field to really impact others' lives, and that is is very important. You know, we need a lot more leaders in the world, not managers. I like to say, um, and it's super important to to be open and learning and and taking those risks. So
0: yes, and if y'all want to connect with Mike, uh, he's on LinkedIn, so it's probably the best way to connect with him. Right. Uh, but we'll have his information there as well as Drux. Um, And just, you know, if you haven't like subscribe, do all that great stuff and, you know, make sure that you, you know, check out those posts that Mike's been sending out. I love those. Um, And then share this episode. I mean, it really will help inspire um, someone else. It will definitely give us tools to succeed. Even that book uh, that Mike mentioned, uh, these are things uh, that we definitely want to share. Um, So think of somebody you can share it to. And until next time, Be empowering.